Well, today we continue in the book of Isaiah, and we're going to read from Isaiah 61, 1 through 11. So prepare your hearts to hear the word of the Lord. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display His glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins and they shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Foreigners shall till your land and dress your vines. But you shall be called priests of the Lord. You shall be named ministers of your God. You shall enjoy the wealth of the nations, and in the riches you shall glory, because the, their shame was double, and dishonor was proclaimed as their lot. Therefore, they shall possess a double portion. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I am the Lord, love justice. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. And I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her, adorns herself with her jewels, for as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, I pray that you would speak through me, but if not, that you would speak in spite of me. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, I, I recently read about a man named Norman Cousins. Interesting situation. He was a, a writer for a literary magazine, and he actually brought the readership from 25,000 to 250,000 during his tenure as a literary person. But Norman had an interesting story. At a certain year in his life, when he was in the prime of his career, he developed a disease that would affect different parts of his body and give him an incredible amount of pain. He just would have to deal with this, I guess, the rest of his life, and people didn't think that he was going to, be going to recover. In fact, it was so painful that he wasn't able to sleep at night from the pain that was just surging through his body. And so he had some theories in his life. He was a, a natural optimist, and he didn't want to give up joy in his life for anything. And so he decided he was going to watch Candid Camera and, Char and I think it was Charlie Chaplin films to see if joy and laughter could help him in his pain. And he's famous for saying this. He said, 
20 minutes of belly laughter means two hours of sleep. 20 minutes of belly laughter, like real laughter, enjoying yourself and having... I, have you ever had a belly laughter? You know, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, you're, I mean, it's where something is so funny that you just can't stop laughing. Tears are coming out of your eyes. He said 20 minutes of just pure joy and laughter for him meant two hours of pain-free sleeping. And actually, the New England Journal of Medicine found out that that was actually something they could prescribe to people is to laugh and enjoy things a little bit more. Patients that were in hospitals that were morose and, and were bleak in their prospects. You've always had the doctor who had bad bedside manner who came to you and said, you're, almost basically said, you're going to die tomorrow. Well, yeah, maybe they will if you talk to them like that. But if the doctor comes in and says, I'm going to prescribe to you to get out and laugh some, watch a movie, enjoy your family, do Christmas the way it's supposed to be, and just enjoy each other's company. Have joy just rise from the valley. You might have some pain relief. A neat thing is that he actually overcame his pain. And it was just from joy in his life. Interesting guy. You can look him up. But I think you'll find in life, even when things are hard, even when you're going through the biggest challenges in your life, that you didn't ever think you were going to get through, if you just remember the good things, if you remember where you're at and where you could be, if you enjoy a funny movie or tell a joke with someone and just find the positive in life, something big might happen. You might get through pain. You might get through a disease that you didn't think you could get through. You might even heal faster than you ever thought you could. Because the spirit is a part of our physical being, right? We're connected. They're our mind, our body, and our spirit are all connected. I call it like the somatic system, I guess. I remember in phys ed class, they talked about how it's all connected. Even though they showed it separately, the mind, the spirit, and the body. But it's all one. We're one. God made us interconnected. And so when our spirit rises, so does our body, and so does our mind. And they all connect together. When our mind gets put to positive things, our spirit can soar. The people of Israel, when this portion of Isaiah was written, they were going through some tough times. This prophecy particularly spoke to that time when they were trying to rebuild the temple and the walls, like we, we read in Nehemiah recently, a few months ago. But what happened is when they actually got into Jerusalem, began to rebuild, and people were moving in, they were still living in a ruined city. There's still destruction all around them, and so people began to lose spirits. And Isaiah was speaking to that time. That the Lord would bring his people back. That Cyrus, the Persian emperor, would allow people to return to Jerusalem. They would build the wall. But they found out even the temple that they built wasn't as grand as the temple of Solomon. They just didn't have enough money and enough time to build something on the scale that Solomon had done during his lifetime. And so they compared their presence to a great and glorious past. And guess what happened? They got depressed. <laughs> when you look too much at kind of what's gone by and think about what you have and you don't feel like you measure up to that, oftentimes we can get really depressed about that kind of a thing. 
I have a Griswold history, and I look back and I see like statesmen and people that are in the Griswold line. I'm like, I haven't done enough with my life. I've got to do more if <laughs> I don't feel satisfied. But what Isaiah was speaking to that situation was not to make them anxious or to feel inadequate because the temple wasn't as great or the city of Jerusalem wasn't yet completely rebuilt. But Isaiah gave them a word that Jesus would take later and speak in a synagogue. And Isaiah would say, despite all the devastation and the ruin around you, though Jerusalem isn't as grand as you think it ought to be as a city, the city of salvation, as a symbol of the Lord in the world, there's something that you do have that stands even greater than that city. And that's a spirit of optimism in the Lord. Not just because you want to feel good and just by positive thinking we're going to bring about the great things we want to do. No, it's because you have a God that can overcome anything in this world. A God that is, has given you promises that he will carry out because you have a God that stands the test of time. And even when the earth will go away, he will still stand and you will be with him. Because of that, Christian, you can have a spirit of joy in every circumstance. And that's greater than the rebuilding the temple. If the Lord lives in your heart and you are a sacrifice to the Lord, that's greater than the heyday of when the sacrifices were coming in by the thousands. One person on fire for God who is satisfied and doing things for the Lord is greater than a thousand who don't know that God has given them everything they need. This Christmas, reclaim joy as a Christian. It overflows when you stop for a minute and just think. I like to sit down. I haven't done it this Christmas yet. The last Christmas I was famous for it. Amanda, I don't know if she remembers me doing this, but when she put up the Christmas tree and got all the decorations around, and it's about midnight, and we're settling down, the kids are in bed, and everything finally is done around the house, I would sit down on this little couch and just look at the Christmas tree. I have it ingrained in my mind, and it was beautiful. No matter what was happening in my life, I could look at that and be thankful for the family that gathers around that tree, for the God who grew the tree and allowed it to be there, and the tree itself that stands as a symbol of eternity, evergreen, always green. But also a wife that loves me and puts those ornaments on there and helps me put the tree, the star on the tree even when I'm grumpy because it took me a million years and a lot of sap on my hands to get that tree into the stand. I'm thankful. And I, I don't always feel that way. I have to stop. I have to think about it and be satisfied. So that I can energize myself for the next thing that the Lord has for me. So be joyful this Christmas. The candle today stands for joy. It stands for those who are in tough times and persevered. Like Mary. That was a hard situation. <laughs> but she trusted the Lord and He brought her through and gave her Jesus Christ. Imagine mothering God. That's powerful. God does great things and he'll use you. And just feel him here in this place. I'll just kind of end with a, a little joke since we're talking about joy and laughter. And I don't know if I'll tell it exactly right. I'm not a good timer or <laughs> a good joker. Um, but it has a point and it goes to this sermon. <clears throat> it's an old joke. 
two, two ladies were at the laundromat, and they were sewing together their husband's pants, back together from the holes that were in their pants. And they, one of them began to talk about their life, and as she was kind of sewing the, the pants together, she was saying, my husband just complains about everything. He can't be satisfied with anything. He says that he doesn't like how things are going around the house. He doesn't think that I do enough. He doesn't think his job's any good, and he's sick of it every, all day long. And he hates going to church. Church is boring. He's just done with it. And, uh, and there's nothing on TV. He can't find what he wants to watch, and he's just bored to death. And the other woman said, huh, like my husband, he's, he loves everything that's going on around our home, and we just love him. And when he goes to work, he gets energized, and he's just excited to go there, and he's just full of joy when he comes back because he knows that he's done a good job. And he goes to church, and he just is thankful to God, and he's just really enjoying that time in the presence of God. And well, he doesn't really watch that much TV <laughs> because there's just so much to do, but yeah, I guess I'd say we're kind of happy. We're happy in this life. And so at the end of that moment, they looked at their pants and they saw what was being sewn. And on the grumpy man's pants, it was the butt. <laughs> but on the godly man's, it was the knees. If you spend time in the presence of God, you kneel and pray, experience God's presence, you will overflow with joy this Christmas season. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, and no matter what is going on. Jerusalem may be broken, but God can fix your heart. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, in this sanctuary and in this house, we choose to be filled with you. May your Holy Spirit fill us with your glory. And let us never forget that we have all we need to enjoy this season. Because you came in the form of a child and you saved the world. We thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.